0: Good morning. It's May 8th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book of the same name. Today's title is Doubt. Are faith and intellect really incompatible? Is it possible to be a thinker and a Bible-believing Christian at the same time? Some don't believe so. Lee Strobel. This is essentially the question that has been asked of me since graduating from medical school 40 years ago. These questions only intensified after I finished seminary in 2014. There are those who just feel that the findings of modern science on every front from geology to biology, to archeology, span even to astrophysics have made Bible precepts untenable. They feel that belief in an all powerful loving God is simply what Karl Marx said it was an opiate for the masses. Others, while not abandoning the possibility of an omnipotent force beyond our conception, still have serious doubts about the Judeo-Christian basis for our faith, not the least of which is an adherence to the Bible as the ultimate source of truth. No less than the author of the Narnia Chronicles, C.S. Lewis, had these kinds of serious doubts. He was an agnostic until midlife, when, largely through the influence of his good friend, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, he became a Christian while a professor at Oxford University. The Reverend Billy Graham, perhaps the most influential Christian evangelist of the 20th century, struggled with these same doubts, finally leading to a split between himself and his best friend, Charles Templeton. The latter had been a journalist who became a Christian following a night at a sleazy strip joint with co-workers. His self-loathing led him to an awakening in prayer, that actually resulted in him quitting journalism and turning to ministry. He later toured with Billy Graham, but doubts began to plague him, and he became convinced that his conversion was driven simply by youthful emotion. When he began to chip away at his friend's faith that the Bible had been inspired by God, Graham began to doubt literally everything about his own faith. He searched the scriptures, he prayed, he contemplated all the things that modernity tells us are in conflict with the Bible. In spiritual crisis one night before the Los Angeles crusade that would launch his worldwide ministry, Strobel tells us in A Case for Faith, from which our opening quote is taken, that Graham was walking at midnight through the San Bernardino Mountains when he finally just dropped to his knees, Bible in hand. He confessed to the Lord that he couldn't answer many of the philosophical, scientific, and psychological questions that were seeding his doubt. He prayed this prayer, Father, I am going to accept this as thy word by faith. I'm going to allow faith to take me beyond my intellectual questions and doubts, and I will believe from now on that this is your inspired word. Graham testified many times later in life that he felt a spiritual battle had been fought and won that night. He believed not all his questions had been answered, but that a bridge had been crossed. You don't have to be in the sciences like I am to have doubts. What could be more implausible than the creator of the universe deciding to come to earth as a poor infant in a backwater corner of the known world to live, teach, and be executed and then be raised from the dead? While there are those who have devoted their lives, research, and writings to prove that is, in fact, exactly what happened, for most of us, believing takes faith by definition. If God had chosen to reveal himself in an absolutely incontrovertible fashion for all the world, all the cultures, all the ethnic groups, in order to save us from ourselves, well, that wouldn't require any faith, would it? If it required no faith, and it required no free will, then his self-revelation would be a Star Trek episode, not a work of the Spirit, and we would be automatons, not humans. There are many in the modern sciences who have bridged the gap between the objective findings of their disciplines and faith. Frank Morrison's classic from 1930, Who Moved the Stone?, and Gary Habermas's The Case for the Resurrection, 2004, both make convincing historical arguments for Christ's resurrection. Dr. Francis Collins, current head of the National Institutes of Health, penned the language of God after becoming the first to sequence the human genome. Dr. Kenneth Samples has written without a doubt, tackling many of the philosophical objections to the Christian faith. Canadian astrophysicist Hugh Ross has written many books detailing the scientific veracity of the Bible, not the least of which was the Creator and the Cosmos. His organization, Reasons to Believe, has strived to demonstrate that each new discovery across many scientific fields builds the case for faith rather than undermining it. Particle physicist Michael Strauss, Ph.D. from the University of Oklahoma, has written and lectured extensively on what he feels to be the utter implausibility of atheism. Jeff Zwernick, a Ph.D. in high-energy astrophysics, has written Is There Life Out There? Fasil Rana, Ph.D. in biochemistry, has written books exploring evolution and faith, such as Origins of Life, The Cells Design, and Creating Life in the Lab. There are, of course, hundreds of others. But if you are just now exploring Christianity, or if you accepted Christ decades ago, you will, without a doubt, have doubts. That is the nature of faith. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This is the cry of the anguished father who brought his child to Jesus in Mark nine seventeen through 23. This needs to be our cry as well. It is normal to have doubts. It is okay to have doubts, but don't let them overwhelm you. Don't let them sink your boat like the storm-tossed sea of which James speaks in James 1, 6. Instead, perhaps bring the image of Billy Graham to mind. On his knees, in the dark, in tears, with just his Bible in his hand, and then rising up renewed, refreshed, and resolute, prepared to do just what he did, walk humbly, love mercy, act justly, and give God the glory for the next 60 years. As an astronomer, my investigations into both the cosmos and the Bible have shown me a more wondrous personal God behind nature than I could ever have imagined. Hugh Ross, Ph.D. Dear Heavenly Father, We love you and we trust you. When we have doubts about what we cannot see, remind us of all that we believe so firmly without sight or understanding, from gravity to subatomic physics to love. In the year of my grandmother's birth, no one believed we could fly. In the year of my mother's birth, no one believed a picture could be transmitted through the air. In the year of my birth, no one believed we could ever reach the moon. Let history teach us to believe in the things we can't conceive of. As we learn more, we understand that we know very little. Let the Holy Spirit strengthen our faith rather than diminish it as we take our stuttering steps toward knowledge. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.